it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Caroline, a.k.a. Blonde Standard, over Zoom video. Caroline was born and raised in Los Angeles. She talks about that and how she got into music. Her mom's actually from San Diego, so we talked a little bit about where her mom grew up in San Diego, in La Jolla, which is a beautiful part of San Diego. If you know me, uh, I'm from there, my wife's from there, and our kids were born there. (laughs) But yeah, we went off on San Diego for a small fraction of the interview, but we learned about how she got into music and entertainment. She really started uh, focusing on her artist career and her singing career about three years ago. Recently put out a song, her first one, it's called Blue Eyes, and we talk a lot about that as well. And she also has a great career as a music supervisor. So she gets into the sync, talking sync and, and all that back end business side of the music industry as well. And you can watch our interview with Caroline on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. Be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're an Amazon shopper, a portion of your everyday purchases will help support our podcast with just a few clicks. It's super easy. Please head over to our website, bringingitbackwards.com, and click on Amazon each time you begin your purchases. Those few extra clicks will help keep our mission of providing a platform for both legendary and rising artists to tell their personal stories on how they achieve stardom so that all artists and music enthusiasts have access to meaningful and memorable advice that will help inspire their own musical journeys. To recap, please head over to bringingitbackwards.com and click on Amazon before you make each and every purchase because a portion of that purchase will add up in a big way to help support our mission. Thank you so much. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Blonde Standard. This podcast is about you and your journey in music and how you got to where you are now. Yes. Yes. The beginning of a journey, which is crazy. (laughs) I saw that you've been singing for a very, very long time, but uh, I'm real curious. And you come from a, a, obviously a creative household when I was doing my research, Uh, but were you born and raised in LA? Yeah. So I'm like one of the few, like, you know, I feel like a lot of the people I meet are transplants and, sure. um, but yeah, I'm from Hancock park okay. which is by Larchmont village and it's a cute little neighborhood. Um, it's, it's an Orthodox neighborhood and I'm actually half Jewish and yeah, it's, it's great. It's very safe and quiet and cute and not very hectic, which I like. <laughs> that's awesome. I saw you. I'm from San Diego and that's where your mom's from, right? Yeah. 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 She's from La Jolla. So I like, it's funny because I feel so like just, I, as I started like just becoming more and more obsessed with music, mm-hmm. especially just like discovering music. And it kind of just became something that like, I just, I just would feel like my eyes light up when I'd find a new song and everything it was always these beach surf garage bands with like real drums. And, Mm -hmm. and I was like, where is this coming from? Because I, you know, I I'm from kind of like, you know, not a very like beachy uh, part of LA at all. And I never spent a ton of time besides going to La Jolla during the summers. And I was like, Oh, there it is. Just connected straight to La Jolla. Um, 
That's awesome. I love La Jolla. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's like one of the most beautiful parts of, of San Diego. Incredible. It's, it's like a little escape. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, but I grew up going to the beach club every summer and, uh, it's, it's a special place. So it's a nice, it's a nice escape for sure. For sure. You talked about getting into music or discovering bands like garage bands and uh, real drums and, and that, what were some of the bands that you listened to and were any of them from San Diego originally? So I kind of found myself really liking like Fiddler and, and the Growlers. Oh, okay. And I love the Growlers. That's one of my favorites. And Waves as well, Two Bs. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, yeah, I really just, I, I felt something when I listened to that kind of music. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think there's this like, you know, synesthesia behind it for me where I like have like a, like see colors or like, you know, it's so interesting to describe out loud. It's like mm-hmm. an experience. But um, when I listen to that kind of music, it's just like, it puts me in a trance. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, a couple of those bands you mentioned uh, have members from San Diego, at least. I know Fiddler, I think they're bass players from San Diego. And I, one of the members, I think, of Waves, or maybe both of them are from San Diego as well. Yeah. And then I, I mean, well, that makes a lot of sense. But I also, um, yeah, I love Hot Flash Heat Wave. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many. Um, the Naked Giants are really cool, too. I'm not familiar with them. I'll have to look them up. They're great. Um, so I actually used to run, uh, I started, a during the beginning of quarantine, this company mm-hmm. called off the cassette. And I ran that for about a year and I got to interview all those bands and that's kind really? of really prompted me to like, let's keep doing this. And like mm-hmm. really made me want to record and write and like make it happen. Um, because, you know, as a music lover and as someone that's passionate about the business and the music, um, I just felt this sense of like, not only am I such a fan and your music has moved me and it's so cool having a conversation with you, but mm-hmm. made me feel like, okay, like just, just supported. Right. Um, gave you some confidence and validation of like, yeah, I want to, I want to become an artist or a singer or whatever musician as well. Right. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Very cool. Well, you started singing from what I read, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong. You started re- uh, singing around three. I, so I've always loved singing. I really started writing, recording and, and moving into this, you know, blonde standard artist project three years ago, Mm -hmm. um, kind of right before COVID. Um, But you, as a, like when you were getting into, as far as like singing yourself, was that much younger or was this like really a new thing? So I've always loved it and it's always Uh been, Thing that I've loved to do, but it's interesting because I've always wanted to work in, in entertainment. I've always wanted to be in the music industry and in the film industry as well. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a shock to everyone when I was oh. like, doing this, um, okay. because I always loved it, but it's something that, you know, I didn't know. And it's crazy to say this because, you know, I did grow up in LA and it's the city of dreams and entertainment. And, but I didn't realize that I could do that. It wasn't something that I really anticipated myself doing, being on the other side of the camera or the other, you know, being, mm-hmm. being the, the, um, the artist behind the music that people resonate with. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I love helping those people and I love discovering music. And, and so, uh, about three years ago, I really was like, this is something that I love and, you know, getting closure, writing songs and getting to collaborate. And, um, again, the support from the people that I look up to the most around me and just people in general that I had reached out to, um, really prompted me to, to do that. And yeah, I mean, I, I remember my parents being like, this is you. And, and that's the <laughs> reaction I got from everyone. I mean, I literally everyone, my best friend, like to my parents, to someone that I hadn't talked to in a couple months and was catching up with everyone was like, Oh wait, you're the one singing. Like it, it took them like wow. in the song a second to be like, since when have you been doing this? Is, it, is this something you've always liked? And I'm like, yeah, it's just not something that's like, wasn't a very public thing that I, I was, you know, putting out there. And I mean, I think timing is, is the timing is right for me just because I feel like I've, I've just, you know, I'm, I'm about to graduate college and these are the years where you really figure yourself out. And, mm-hmm. um, so I feel like it's just as like a multidimensional artist, it's really, this process has been good for me and that this is like a very good time for me in my life to be doing this. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that like you were doing this so secretly that what your parents didn't even know, your mom didn't even know that you're singing. I mean, I they know. knew that I loved to sing and they always were like, Oh, like, you know, I did, I did theater as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I then in high school, I worked on the production side and I just loved being around you know, the music and, and obviously was, you know, doing various internships in music and was just very interested in it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was really crazy. And I was like, how did you not like, how did no one pick up on this? Cause I always did it, but I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't think anyone anticipated it. Cause I didn't either. It was a very kind of just, oh, wow, this is something that I can do. And, and I love it. And, you know, it was a very like, it was like a pinnacle moment where I was like, wow, this is cool. I want to do this. So that is cool. And having people react the way they did, I'm sure was it helpful. was funny. <laughs> At least it was. I mean, I had, I had friends even when my song came out and they were like, oh, this is you singing. And I'm like, how many times do I have to, how many th- I mean, now everyone knows, but, mm. um, yeah. And I, I think I also kind of kept the whole thing a little bit under wraps before, releasing. So now I'm kind of going into full artist mode now. And, um, really I'm, I'm kind of sharing those things. Um, but before, you know, a lot of people were, yeah. So just shocked that you're, that you're doing this. Yeah. (laughs) That's so So. cool. Um, real quick uh, back to back up a little bit. Um, obviously you're, I don't know if I mentioned, but like to the people watching and listening, yeah, your mom's the producer, right. In in Hollywood or, or she works in the business, she's a producer. And was that something that you were interested in? Or were you kind of like one of those kids that were like, yeah, that's what my mom does. I'm really like stoked on that. So actually I really, really look up to my mom. Um, she is a, as a boss and Mm -hmm. I'm very lucky that I got to grow up with that and have that figure, Mm -hmm. um, around me because, you know, I went to, I went to girls school in high school and I had a really hard time connecting. Um, and because I always was so, I had this boss, boss mom around all the time. And I was (laughs) like, this is, this is not normal. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not a, a total norm to have, uh, a mom in Hollywood like that, you know, mm-hmm. on the business side, because both, both, in, I mean, entertainment in general is 
there's a, a pretty big lack of representation of women and, and only the last few years has it really been emphasized. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it totally like is something I'm fortunate for. And I think it's really helped build me into who I am, um, mm-hmm. today. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I am very, I'm very interested in the production side. I actually do produce a little bit and I'm trying to get into it. Um, and that's kind of something that, uh, you know, it's kind of a a hobby, I guess you could say, working on films with friends of mine that are in film school and trying to help on the production end. Um, But yeah, I kind of always wanted to stick with the music route only because Mm -hmm. that's the thing that I felt the most passionate about. Um, but obviously I have a, a very deep, deep love for film and sure. <laughs> total film nerd. That is so, cool. You went to yeah. all girls school? Yes. High school or basically all your life? Um, so I went to co-ed up until uh, eighth grade and then ninth grade, I went to Catholic girls school. Wow. Um, which was a very, very interesting experience. I think, you know, uh, it's very cliche to say this, but, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, girls are so mean, but take that, put it in LA and it's worse. It's like (laughs) the the horror story sorority experience that you cannot escape. Um, But it builds a lot of backbone. I definitely Mm -hmm. like feel like if I have daughters one day, I'm going to send them to girls school because it's, it's such an experience. I mean, I'm lucky for it. Um, and I feel like it really built my confidence and my ability to, I mean, reflect and, and it, there's just so many experiences that go into like just being with a bunch of girls all day and the, and the hormones and the drama and, you know, it's, it's, it was crazy. Um, <laughs> so, so all of this happened. Imagine. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. I know. I'm sure you can imagine like that. I, by the time I was graduated, I was like, I am, I'm just full work mode. Now I'm trying to get my, figure out what I want to do and go to Mm -hmm. school. But I was kind of like sororities and not for me, totally support it. Most people love to do that stuff and it's amazing and it changes people's lives. But at that point I was kind of like, okay. (laughs) Uh, wow. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Well, I, I was like, when you were talking, I, I was envisioning that you were dealing with like the bullying and mean girl attitude. And then that's why you went to all girl school. But it sounds like that all started when you went to high school. Yeah, I feel like, you know, it's interesting because a lot of the girls in L.A. can can be pretty judgmental. And there is that stigma around for the people that kind of want to go against the grain. And I felt like I always wanted to go against the grain. Um, and obviously, you know, I had my core people and it was great and I loved it, but overall there definitely was a lot of that, um, around high school experience. Um, which is why when I was, when I was 15, I actually started this blonde standard name, but it was under graphic art. And so I was, I was basically taking all these interests that I had that I couldn't feel like I could really talk to people about in school or, you know, really resonate with anyone. I was very interested in politics, very interested. I still am in, in criminology and psychology. And, um, I would, you know, read and and watch documentaries and, and end up taking my knowledge and then putting it out into a piece of art and putting it on the internet. And so I took the name blonde standard, which basically means, you know, I look 
on the outside, like I'd fit into a crowd and you would have your own interpretation, Mm -hmm. but, um, there's so much more depth to that being. And there's so much more kind of these, these like vast interests, Mm -hmm. um, that encapsulate like who I am. And it kind of just relates to other people and, and, and how, you know, you, especially this, this city has a stigma for kind of looking at people and making uh, judgment calls on them, just how they look and and what they have and who they are. And uh, yeah. So I, I did that when I was 15 and then it kind of trickled into me wanting to, to really sing and talk out about my music instead of just looking at a piece of art and wondering who was the mind behind that piece. Mm-hmm. Are you uh, still doing art or that style of art or no? A bit. Yeah. I mean, I do it when I can, but now it's kind of turned into, I feel like that was the form of expression. It was in it's like very early stages and now it's kind of formulated it into a, you know, the music and, okay. um, yeah. Uh, but it's been very interesting kind of going from being a, an, a, an artist, like a visual artist to like Sonic and, and right. literally say out loud, you know, tell these stories and, um, yeah, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's been really cool. That is really cool. Did you go, you go to USC? Is that what you said? Yes. So I am in my last semester of college. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's very exciting. So, did you go there for music, or because I know they have a great music program there? They do. Um, and all the music kids are insanely talented. I'm sure you've actually. I saw you talk to Sam Short. She's oh yeah, I love Sam Short. She's great. Yeah. So, um, I am doing a narrative studies major, and it's basically like the study of a story in different mediums. Oh, okay. Yeah. That kind of goes with songwriting, right? And lyrics. Yes. Yeah. So I took that major because I felt like it would give me the opportunity to, I'm kind of creative in different ways. Like I love film. I love music. I love visual Mm -hmm. art. And I could not decide what do I want to do? I mean, Mm -hmm. you come into school and people change their majors left and right. And they have this program where you can take music classes. You could take film classes. You can take art history, um, poetry. And I mean, so I, I have done all of those things and I've had the, the ability to like really look inward as an artist and figure out where I stand while also like studying in school. And it's mm-hmm. so awesome. And the mentors that are around are amazing. Um, the professors are incredible and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the size of a minor, so it really gives you the opportunity to like figure out what you want to do, but it's very, um, independent. Very cool. So like three years ago, when you decide to, you know, bring this artist project to life and make it a thing, like what that must've been difficult to do. Right. I mean, now you're going to be vulnerable and be like, I sing, or I'm going to try to write songs. Like how did you make that decision? And, um, how'd you overcome that? I think there was this fear of kind of looking at myself in high school and looking at this kind of more vulnerable version of myself. And, um, you know, obviously before I was kind of hiding behind the art Mm -hmm. a little bit, and then I slowly started putting photos of myself with the art, kind of trying to show like who I am a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so I think three years ago that it was at, at a point where I was kind of more ready to really put myself in front and, 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 
you know, be the front face of, of the artwork. Um, so, you know, music and visual art and film and all of these different mediums are, are forms of expression. And I feel like I really was at a point where I was prepared to, uh, take my experiences and my stories and just my storytelling, because not every song is about me. It's, you know, there's things that, you know, I had an idea or a scene or Mm -hmm. something that prompted a song and, um, it ended up turning into, to what it is now. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very, very proud of it. Um, and it's very exciting. Yes. I like the song a lot. Blue Eyes is great. We'll we'll talk about it here in a second. Um, But I'm curious to know, like you you said, you started the project before, like right before COVID happened, right? Yes. Okay. So did you, were you starting to write songs at this point or were you recording songs? And then what happens when COVID hits and how does that affect the, you know, progress of what you're doing? Yeah. Um, So I started working with a producer who was a really good friend of mine. And I had that conversation with him too, where I was like, let's record a demo. He was like, you think you singing? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And he's been here like every step of the way for me and kind of turned into like my main mentor. Um, But he was the first person that really like believed in me and gave me a chance to do it because I was, you know, I was in the position to want to work in music management. And so I was Mm -hmm. working very closely with other artists and um, I didn't feel like I could be the artist at that point, um, which is obviously valid for the situation I was in. But, um, you know, right before COVID hit, um, it made sense. And it was, it was a perfect kind of opportunity to get into it. And um, so him and I kind of got in a couple sessions and, uh, we're trying to figure out the sound and the feelings behind it. And, um, at this point, I mean, he's just kind of been there through every step of the way. So I'm, I'm lucky that I got that, that situation kind of, it was very spur of the moment too. I mean, it was like kind of shocking for him to hear that I wanted to record and make him make music, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it was, we've come a very long way. Yeah. Was that a thing that, or were you in your head prior to that? You're like, okay, I know I want to work with this person. Um, and, but now I have to let them know, like, okay, you know, let's, let's start to, I want to sing. Like, was that something, or was it just like, I showed, you showed up there one day and you're like, you know, I want to, I want to sing a song. Um, was there pre-mental like preparation for that moment? The thing is, is that he actually, he has his own artist project and he's actually never really produced for other artists. So it was a very spur of the moment thing where I was like, have you ever considered doing this? And maybe would you consider doing this with me? And, um, I guess it was kind of just in the moment and the way it worked out, clearly it's, it's good. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I think we were both kind of shocked in a way. Cause I, I had kind of just started recording a couple small like demos and had all these ideas. And, um, after being around young artists in the, in the beginning of my college experience and seeing their process, um, I found myself just like on my phone, writing little lyrics and in conversation, I'd hear something in passing. And I'd be like, that's a cool lyric or, Mm -hmm that would be an interesting melody. And I, I had all these I, little ideas and then I, you know, we were, we were in the same room and there was a, you know, speakers and 
had Ableton and Pro Tools. And I was like, I have these ideas. I mean, it's, it's super random, but, and he was like, let's do it. Let's do it. And was very supportive. And uh, yeah, so I got, I got lucky with mm-hmm. that. Was that your first time in a studio setting, singing like into an actual mic and hearing yourself in the headphones? And Yeah. And it was so awesome. I think the second I started singing, I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is what I, I, I love this. And it was a, you know, a classic, uh, it was a conversation about, you know, I mean, blue eyes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had this kind of concept going a little bit and we kind of just started writing and get, and getting momentum there. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the second I started singing and writing and having that, that experience in the studio as an artist, I also felt closure from mm-hmm. that situation. And I was like, this is a great form of, you know, just, it's just, it's it's very, I highly recommend to anyone around me, like, you know, if if you need kind of an escape or you need a way to, to get over a situation, just writing it, obviously Mm -hmm. you don't have to songwrite or sing, but writing. And so it definitely like the experience itself helped me get through a situation, but it also helped me realize that this is something that I want to do. It's therapeutic for you. It sounds like. Very. Yeah. And was that, was the first song you were working on that day? Was that Blue Eyes? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's kind of why it's it's a very special song because, I mean, this was the first real recording experience. Um, I mean, I've jokingly, like, you know, I spent my high school years kind of hanging out with uh, other musicians in LA, kind of around the area I grew up in. And mm-hmm. I was doing graphic art for them and doing cover art for them and stuff. So I'd be in the studio with them and, and just loved working and making art while someone else was making their art, you know, and, and making their music and uh, being able to collaborate that way as a visual artist. And so this was the first time I was ever really like, this is, this is your time to shine girl. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it was really, it was really cool. That is cool. Do you make the cover art? I was just looking at the cover art for blue eyes. So it's interesting because I think I'm going to end up doing my own cover art at some point, but I just love collaborating with people and working with other Mm -hmm. artists. And uh, that process is really cool. Having someone listen to your music and then visually get to create your vision. It's kind of the same thing as working with a producer and having inspiration and having, giving them the opportunity to show you like what they think would be good. Mm -hmm. Um, So at some point, Okay. Yeah. That's, I just didn't know if you were the one that created, I mean, it's an awesome piece of art for your cover of blue eyes. Yeah. Um, and I, obviously you did this as well. So I didn't know if, if you created that, that's cool though. Um, were you working on any other songs or is it blue eyes? The first one that you guys, that you completed and you're, you're getting it out there and kind of testing the waters, or do you have a catalog of stuff ready to come out? So we have a lot of music to put out okay. and I'm very proud of all of it equally. And I mean, I'm, I'm literally heading to the studio today to work on another song. It's, it's, I'm, I'm trying to get in a couple of times a week, trying to work with as many new people as I can. And, um, I'm very, very excited to put more stuff out. I'm, I'm proud of all of it. Um, but yeah, after that first song, I, 
ordered an SM7B. I ordered Scarlet. I see. I think oh, that's Scarlet sitting right there. Yeah. Did you did you see my video and take my setup? No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like the most generic. Yeah. Like, that's everybody has. I mean, a lot of people have. <laughs> The focus right in the, the SM7. Yeah, <laughs> I was just kidding. Right there. Um, but I'm so gullible. I like don't. I half the time I don't know when people are like joking or not. It's oh no, such a fly. I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. Um, but so I got my Scarlet, got my mic, and I just started tracking myself. Um, and like learning the basics of Logic. Mm-hmm. And I think we recorded a whole EP from quarantine the first quarantine within like three weeks wow it was so were you singing and then sending the tracks over to it was a lot of bouncing off ideas and a lot of the stuff the original stuff i don't know if that's going to be going anywhere just because it was kind of an experimental period obviously the first song got released and i love it and Uh it's changed i mean i had three different producers work on the song, the original producer. And then um, he had a very good friend. So it was William Bolton and then Inverness, who's kind of more on the electronic side. And then Justin J went in and, and did stuff to it about a year ago. So the song is like, it's just been worked on so many times mm-hmm. and it's been elevated. And I felt like it was ready to put out as the first single, obviously for that reason too. But a lot of the original stuff was just a lot of experimentation um, and a lot of, you know, trial and error. Um, but yeah, we, we like, we worked on a lot of stuff in a very short amount of time. And, and we were both like, wow, this is, this is great. Like I'm very, when I finally could go back into the studio and record with him, we were like, let's you know, go. <laughs> and crazy, let's, let's just hit the ground running now. So uh-huh. That is awesome. Uh, well, I can't wait to hear the rest of the stuff that you've recorded. I love Blue Eyes. I think it's a great Thank record. You. Um, yeah. You're graduating soon. What do you, is your plan to just continue? Like, okay, I got my degree, but let's, you know, full force, blonde standard artist project. Yeah. Um, obviously, I want to do music. It's, it's my passion and I love mm-hmm. it. I also am very passionate about the business and I plan to kind of continue this momentum of my artist project, see where things go. I, um, I don't want to put too much pressure on myself and I want to see how, you know, people react to it. And, um, most of all, I want to put the music out to like share my stories and hope to like inspire other people, um, and, and connect with other people, um, the way that I connected with it while I was writing it. Um, Mm -hmm. So I hope to do that. And then I'm also working on um, the kind of like sync side um, because I'm very into music curation and obviously film. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is the meat. This is the happy medium. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did an internship in music supervision over the summer and I loved it. And then I started working at an agency and I was going to be kind of doing the A&R sync stuff and uh, kind of visual creative stuff. And we kind of realized that it would be cool for me to just kind of focus on that, um, sync and then publishing stuff. So I'm going to, I'm going to be working full-time in music on the business side, um, with other artists and then working on my own music, That's which rad. is a dream because I love, you know, discovering music and, um, yeah, I'm very excited. Well, you'd be like a Swiss army knife of the industry. Like you have, know. you know, you'll, you're, you got your recording set up, 
you've got your songs and your artists and you got your graphic design if you want to make cover art or whatever and then you know yeah. the back end the, the the way to make money right selling songs to sync and yeah and that whole uh piece of the industry in itself i was always really fascinated with uh, music supervision and stuff i had a buddy Incredible. i come from i come from radio and a, a buddy of mine did oh. radio for a long time yeah, yeah you know that medium that's dead uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, buddy of mine it, that, you know, worked with me, he did, he does sync stuff or that's how he kind of, he, he oh, did okay. music supervision for a Netflix show and it, yeah. And I was like, damn, that's Badass. a cool thing. Yeah. I mean, I was like, just the feeling of, of seeing on the team that I was, was with over the summer, kind of like. Oh my God, you know that song or we're getting, we're getting to get in touch with the label about the rights for this. Like just mm -hmm. being a part of it and touching it and sending, even just sending emails to these people was just so cool. And then turning on the TV and being like, Whoa, mm -hmm. like I wasn't, I was on those Excel sheets. I was looking at those numbers. Like, this is crazy. And I'm sitting there. Um, because I mean, honestly, it kind of, the, the realization that this was something that I loved was I was taking a film class at USC, a silent film class. And we had a discussion, uh, period obviously was not a class for me because I kept analyzing the scores and the teacher like pulled me aside. She's like, do you want to do this? Cause you're talking about the music. This is not, this is a film class. This is a silent film class. So, you know, maybe you should consider not. <laughs> I was like, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, but I, I just think it's so ironic that every time, you know, I had the opportunity to, to discuss one of these projects in this class, I would always talk about the score and I felt compelled because uh -huh. it just drove the film. That's what I was about to say. Like, that's what I would have taken from the class if I was in it. Right. I, I'm, it blows my mind that the teacher was like, it's a silent film class. Well, the the score to the film is driving the emotion and everything else that you're visual you see you're seeing right yeah and i think part of the reason why which is valid is that the score changed because the film was god knows how old and and she was like this is not the original score uh, okay i got you. i was like oh but then you still, should have played it on mute i know see that that's my lesson but never gonna have to do it again so that's cool. <laughs> exactly um <laughs> But, but yeah, the, the supervision is rad because, I mean, essentially you are a tastemaker picking records and stuff and, and bands that don't have the you're not going to go reach out to Beyonce. Right. I mean, she's going to cost too much money. I mean, maybe you are. But if you're... And I mean, like, yeah, there were the, there was one song that we were that was being worked with at one point and it was a it was a smaller artist didn't have that many streams but there was like a connection to a big rapper that had written on the song like a 90s rapper mm -hmm. so then the song went from being like ten thousand dollars to like 30 immediately because oh, wow. the guy touched the song like there was like <laughs> one bar one bar and i'm like this is just such a cool interesting world and i mean you know the music industry is changing constantly and you have to be on top of it and you have to be kind of like ready to go. I mean, like at all times with this stuff. And that's why being an artist and being on the business side is so cool because I get to see the back end. I can understand the technical side of things and, and be able to give my own opinion, my own advice and, and help curate and make things. But then I also get to express myself and mm -hmm. kind of create based off my own experiences. And, um, my first song was so important to me because it really came from my first real work experience in the music business and kind of talking about the realities mm -hmm. about it. 
That is really cool. And I'm sure you're discovering a lot of new music as well. New influences uh, through, through being, you know, the music supervision thing. It's uh, the guy, so guy. awesome. Like Discover Weekly was something that I would totally nerd out at every, I still do. I mean, I get so, but there's sometimes where, where the algorithm isn't really on my side and I get some stuff that I'm like, right. Ugh. But most of the time it's like top notch. So that is, that's rad. That's rad. Love, love that. Um, yeah. SoundCloud. I mean, I was on that when it first came out and like was watching these artists that are now massive, mostly on the electronic side. Oh yeah. From nothing to these headlining. I mean, everyone's talking about them and I'm like, Oh my God. Like, it's just an internal, like feeling of like pride that I like. Right. You have some like ownership to that band. Right. I mean, you're like, yeah, I I found them or that artist. yeah. Yeah. It's so classic to, to, to have that, like, I knew that song before, but like, no, that that's like the, that's like my internal, like just excitement when I see these people, um, rise to stardom and, and, you know, I mean, even Doja Cat, she was a, she was a massive kind of underground SoundCloud artist at one point and had the mm-hmm. song so high that like, I remember listening to, um, what in, in high school and, mm-hmm. and now she's like, you know, billboard top 10. Yeah. She's like the biggest, one of the biggest artists right now in the yeah. country. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember literally playing her music in, in the car when I was young, too young to drive, wow. um, maybe on the bus, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just so awesome and so cool to see that stuff. And, um, I think a big part of what makes me so excited to be an artist is to really be able to dig and tell these stories. Um, just from, you know, inspire the kids like myself that like used music as a me- as a means to get through a day or, um, you know, just hype myself up in the mornings. And uh, there's a lot of those kids that sit in the mm-hmm. back of the bus with their AirPods in or their earphones and like, you know, need, need that in the mornings or need that in the afternoons or, you know. There's so millions I- and millions of them, right? many, 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 yeah. but I really want to want to a big goal of mine is to connect with, with those people and connect with, you know, I want people to relate and to understand and, and, and feel connection within the stories. Cause there are these very light, I mean, as I continue to release music, there are these very kind of lighthearted uh, meanings on the surface of the songs, but then the depth is very, very intense um, and so it appeals to two kinds of people with mm-hmm. that. Um, the people that want to light fun song and the people that want to, you know, really dig and understand the metaphor. Um, so oh, I, like I can't wait to, you know, the mirrored effect. Sure. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the rest of your stuff. Do you have any idea where you're going to put out the next song? Uh, like next month. I mean, I'm, really, oh, wow. you know, I think it's either bi-monthly or monthly. I'm figuring it out right now. I'm planning my second release, but I am very excited to be just sharing all of this stuff and continue making more. And um, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Like I said, I really like the song, so I can't wait to hear the rest of what you've put together. Um, And I have one more question for you real quick. Uh, Speaking to aspiring artists, do you have any advice to any or to aspiring artists? Honestly, this is the best advice I could give is just, just put out the music. I mean, it's the best feeling to, to just put your work out there for people. 
and it may seem intimidating and you may have your reservations or what will this person think or what will that person think? None of that matters. And if anything, like, you know, just it's the, it's just the best feeling seeing your work out there. And, and even if it's something that is, you know, your first song or something you're not a hundred percent sure about is I highly recommend just putting it into the world. <laughs>